No other book has so profoundly impacted so many lives as the Bible. Welcome to Simply the Bible, the Through the Bible teaching program of Pastor Daryl Zachman of Calvary Chapel, Treasure Valley. Today, we will see that while David is a fugitive from King Saul, God gathers many men of valor to him. Where God guides, God provides. We hope you'll join us as Pastor Darrell continues in 1 Chronicles chapter 12 on Simply the Bible. For 10 years, David had been a fugitive of King Saul. He hid himself in the strongholds of the wilderness. But God was with David, and he began to draw men to him. In 1 Samuel 22, 2, it says, Everyone who was in distress, everyone who was in debt, and everyone who was discontented gathered to him. So he became captain over them, and there were about 400 men with him. These men wouldn't have been the first round draft picks. But as they saw that David was a fugitive, they felt he was a leader with whom they could relate and that David could relate to them. These men who were in distress, in debt, and discontented were gathered to David and remained loyal to him. They would become mighty men of valor and David was their commander-in-chief. We continue today in 1 Chronicles chapter 12. Now these were the men who came to David at Ziklag while he was a still a fugitive from Saul, the son of Kish. And they were among the mighty men, helpers in the war, armed with bows, using both the right hand and the left in hurling stones and shooting arrows with the bow. They were of Benjamin, Saul's brethren. Maybe you'll recall from our study of 1 Samuel that in an attempt to escape King Saul, David dwelt with King Achish of the Philistines. He gave David and his men the city of Ziklag. He knew that David had become Saul's enemy, and he figured it was best to have David, the giant slayer, on his side. While David was there in Ziklag, the sons of Benjamin came to him. Now, this was noteworthy because King Saul was of the tribe of Benjamin, so they defected King Saul to come to David. The Benjaminites were renowned warriors. These Benjaminites were ambidextrous and could hurl stones with slings or shoot arrows with bows using either the left hand or right. This would increase their stamina in warfare because if they got tired on one side, they just switched sides. Some Gadites joined David at the stronghold in the wilderness, mighty men of valor, men trained for battle who could handle shield and spear. His faces were like the faces of lions and were as swift as gazelles on the mountains. These Gadites were skilled in that they were mighty men of valor trained for battle. They were strong in that they had faces like lions. I think that meant that they looked fierce and fearless. They were swift as gazelles on the mountains. These are just the kind of warriors you would want to have in your army. They were from the sons of Gad, captains of the army. The least was over a hundred, and the greatest was over a thousand. These are the ones who crossed the Jordan in the first month when it had overflowed all its banks, and they put to flight all those in the valleys to the east and to the west. 
So these Gadites were the cream of the crop. Each one was a captain over a hundred or a captain over a thousand. And they demonstrated their support of David by their commitment to him in that they crossed the Jordan River at flood stage in the early spring, which was no easy task. Then some of the sons of Benjamin and Judah came to David at the stronghold. And David went out to meet them. And he answered and said to them, If you have come peaceably to me to help me, my heart will be united with you. But if to betray me to my enemies, since there is no wrong in my hands, may the God of our fathers look and bring judgment. Then the spirit came upon Amasai, chief of the captains, and he said, We are yours, O David. We are on your side, O son of Jesse. Peace, peace to you, and peace to your helpers, for your God helps you. So David received them and made them captains of the troop. David exercised some discernment here because he didn't know if these sons of Benjamin, who were of the tribe of Saul, uh, and these sons of Judah were really for him or against him. And so he went out to meet them and he said, if you have come peaceably to help me, then my heart will be united with you. But if you've come to betray me, since there's no wrong in my hands, may the God of our fathers look and bring judgment. So, you know, he was able to be confident in the Lord because he had no wrong in his hands. He was a man of integrity. He knew that he had done the right thing. He had not acted against Saul. And so he could ultimately entrust himself to God because he didn't know really what their hearts were, what their motives were, but ultimately he could trust the Lord to be his defense. And they showed their determination here to join with David. Amasai, the chief, said, we are on your side. And some from Manasseh defected to David when he was going with the Philistines to battle against Saul, but they did not help them, for the lords of the Philistines sent him away by agreement, saying, he may defect to his master Saul and endanger our heads. So as David had gone to King Achish of the Philistines, when King Achish went to war against Saul, he was going to bring David and his men with him to fight with them against King Saul. But when his captains got wind of this, they said, no, no, you don't bring David. This is the guy that killed Goliath. You know, this would be an easy way for him to gain favor with his master Saul again by just turning on us. So we're not going to go to battle with him. And so King Achish sent David and his men back to Ziklag. Now, when they returned to Ziklag, they had found that there had been Amalekite raiders who had come in, taken their wives, their children, and their goods, and burned the city. And David's men were so despondent that they spoke of killing David. But we see that these men of Manasseh who defected to him, who were Adna, Jazabad, Jediael, Michael, Jazabad, Elihu, and Zilathi, they were captains of thousands who were from Manasseh. They went with David and helped David against the bands of raiders, for they were all mighty men of valor, and they were captains in the army. For at that time they came to David day by day to help him until it was a great army like the army of God. Now after King Saul died, it was Judah that first made David their king, and David went to Hebron, and he ruled over the kingdom of Judah for seven and a half years until ultimately 
all Israel would come to him. We continue in verse 23. Now these were the numbers of the divisions that were equipped for war and came to David at Hebron to turn over the kingdom of Saul to him according to the word of the Lord. Of the sons of Judah, bearing shield and spear, 6,800 armed for war. Of the sons of Simeon, mighty men of valor fit for war, 7,100. Of the sons of Levi, 4,600. Jehoiada, the leader of the Aaronites, and with him 3,700. Zadok, a young man, a valiant warrior, and from his father's house, 22 captains. So these were the Levites. Jehoiada was the leader of the Aaronites who were priests. And so these were priestly warriors who joined with David. Of the sons of Benjamin, relatives of Saul, 3,000. Until then, the greatest part of them had remained loyal to the house of Saul. So the house of Saul was at war with the house of David. And these Benjaminites were relatives of Saul. But they could see now that David was growing stronger and that God was with David. Therefore, 3,000 of them defected. Until that time, only a minority of the Benjaminites had joined with David. Of the sons of Ephraim, 20,800 mighty men of valor, famous men throughout their father's house. The Ephraimites were also known as renowned warriors. Of the half-tribe of Manasseh, 18,000 who were designated by name to come and make David king. This was the half-tribe of Manasseh on the west side of the Jordan. Of the sons of Issachar, who had understanding of the times to know what Israel ought to do, their chiefs were 200 and all their brethren were at their command. These men of Issachar were unique because they understood the times. They could see that God was with David and they wanted to be with him also. As the church today, we should be those people who understand the times. We have the word of God. We know the future. God gives us the gifts of knowledge and wisdom and discernment by his spirit. And while the world is groping in darkness, we as children of light have the light and we should be sharing that light with others. Are we doing this? As the men of Issachar recognized that God was with David So we recognize that God is with Jesus Christ, that he is our king. He's coming again and will establish his kingdom. Verse 33. Of Zebulun, there were 50,000 who went out to battle, expert in war with all weapons of war, stout-hearted men who could keep ranks. This was like having a strong offensive line in football because they could keep ranks and the enemy could not break through. Of Naphtali, 1,000 captains, and with them, 37,000 with shield and spear. Of the Danites, who could keep battle formation, 28,600. Of Asher, those who could go out to war, able to keep battle formation, 40,000. Of the Reubenites and the Gadites, and the half-tribe of Manasseh, from the other side of the Jordan, 120,000 armed for battle, with every kind of weapon of war. These were the two and a half tribes on the east side of the Jordan River. The total number of troops that came to David was well over 300,000. 
all these men of war who could keep ranks came to Hebron with a loyal heart to make David king over all Israel. And all the rest of Israel were of one mind to make David king. And they were there with David three days, eating and drinking, for their brethren had prepared for them. Moreover, those who were near to them from as far away as Issachar and Zebulun and Naphtali were bringing food on donkeys and camels, on mules and oxen, provisions of flour and cakes of figs and cakes of raisins, wine and oil and oxen and sheep abundantly, for there was joy in Israel. This was just a great party, a big celebration. But all this could happen because they had a loyal heart. They were of one heart with David. And you know, you can do so much when people are committed and are single-minded. Our big problem is so oftentimes we're not. There's a part of us that wants to serve the Lord wholeheartedly, uh, but there's another part that still wants the world. And that's the big weakness of the church. James says, a double-minded man is unstable in all his ways. But these men had a loyal heart and there was great unity. And I wonder if David was thinking about this when he wrote Psalm 133. Behold, how good and how pleasant it is for brethren to dwell together in unity. For there the Lord commanded the blessing life forevermore. We do believe that where God guides, God provides. It was clear that God was with David. For he was providing the men David needed to form a mighty army like the army of God. Has God called you to something? Then trust in the Lord with all your heart and be faithful to him. He will supply all your needs. And when he does, then you will know that he is with you and it's his timing. Remember, if God is with you, then who can be against you? You've been listening to Simply the Bible, the Through the Bible teaching program of Pastor Daryl Zachman of Calvary Chapel, Treasure Valley. For more information about our church, please visit our website at calvarytv.org. To listen to previous episodes, go to 941thevoice.com or check out our iTunes podcast. Tomorrow, we will see where David attempts to move the Ark of the Covenant to Jerusalem, but stops when Uzzah touches the Ark and dies. It is possible to do the right thing in the wrong way. We hope you'll join us as we continue in the book of 1 Chronicles on Simply the Bible.